Well, hello and welcome to From Busy to Rich, the podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and their quality of life. Uh, today, we're going to discuss, actually continue a discussion around fee-based holistic financial planning and part two of what is it? So, Wes, welcome. Good to see you again. Good to see you, brother. And Justin, you are joining us as well. Good to see you. Yes, sir. Good to see you. So, Wes, just recap uh, part one for us before we dive into to part two, where we get into some of the mechanics, uh, you know, when it comes to actually having meetings with clients and, and what that looks like. Yeah, you bet. So the big theme here is that we've all we've all said words that that um, we they mean something to us when we say that word. And then we've all observed people that use the same word that we might use. And we observe what that means to them, like the activity they do when they use that word to describe it. And they're doing something very different than what we're doing. And, and I think that it's important as we talk about today's topic, because, you know, I mean, you think about this, any diet and exercise, like I use those words. I, I'm, I'm on a diet and exercise plan, but I use that word. When, what I mean by that word is something very different than what somebody like in a training camp for a UFC fight might say their diet and exercise program. Um, or, or, or if we're going to go have dinner somewhere and I say, Hey, any, I, w- I want to get a really nice, I want to, I want to, I want to have a steak dinner at a restaurant. Well, isn't it true? You can have a steak dinner at a restaurant if it's a Denny's and you could also have a steak dinner at a restaurant if it's a Ruth's Chris, but they're two very different experiences. Have you ever had a steak at Denny's? <laughs> I've not, but I've seen it. I'm just saying, I think that it might, for the sake of your analogy, be appropriate for you just for the analogy alone to go, I'm actually going to have a steak at Denny's. So I know that this analogy, I'm a, I have a hunch that you're right, but I just think <laughs> for the sake of the show, maybe. Justin, you know, you, you talk to Wes more than I do. Maybe just a point of accountability. Have you had the steak at Denny's yet? I just think, I think it's what the, the listeners want to know. Yeah, so it might just, help with your, your weight loss program there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten for three days after I ate that steak. Now, uh, now the, Denny's, anyway. the Denny's fans are all going to be uh, leaving negative reviews. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. We, we, I'm not, I don't want to shame the Denny's fans. I'm just saying... There's a difference in the experience, even though the word there is there is a difference in experience. Maybe the meat's the same. I don't know. That would be startling. But uh, yes, there is a different uh, difference in having a steak, um, you know, in those different environments for sure. Yeah, and so here here was the big idea though from that is that in our industry there are buzzwords that get thrown around, um, and 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 just at the course of this this uh, particular topic, fee based financial planning, or I'm a holistic financial planner. I'm a holistic fee-based financial planner. Many times those words get used. And and listen, and Andy, you you may be actually in the best position of anyone on the on the call because you you're actually in a business that grows elite advisors and you've observed a lot of advisors. And we might all use the same word to describe like say we're fee-based financial planning and then you di- do a diagnostic on the experience they give in their practice. And it's really different. It's like a broad swath uh, of individuals that are doing very yeah. different things, even though they're using the same word. You know, it's amazing too. I mean, I think that this language and other language, you know, if you say, you know, I have a diet, like some people's diet is they literally eat the same thing. Um, that there, there are these companies that say, you know, if you eat this thing, whether it's a shake company or it's a meal plan company, like there's that form of diet. And then there's diets that have to do with calories and there's diets that have to do with fasting. 
right? Uh, intermittent fasting. Those are all kinds of diets. And it, it, what's fascinating about them is that um, that people all, all try to make it sort of work for themselves. But what I find interesting about advisors is you could literally have someone that says, I'm a financial advisor. And I say, okay, do you, do you sell financial plans? And they'll say, yes. And then I'll say, okay, how much do you charge? And they, well, I build it into my other stuff. I think I maybe mentioned this before. I'm like, so you, and you don't. I mean, it, it's, it's just fast. It's fascinating yeah. how we sort of talk ourselves. Advisors talk themselves into being a part of this group. And yet so many of them are afraid of just saying, I charge for this. Like if, right. you, if, if there isn't a, here's a, here's a quick thing. If there isn't a price on it, you're not charging for That's it. Right. Right? Right. right. So anyway, keep, keep going. Yeah. So, so with that, here's, here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about and continue the discussion around this idea of, of what is real financial planning. And when I say real, listen, I, I don't want to like split hairs here, but I'm just saying the, the way we approach it, I think is a lot of fun. I think it, it makes the deepest impact having observed a lot of people do it different ways. Yeah. And, and, and I think um, the type of planning most advisors in their best moments want to do would be along the lines of what I'm going to describe as holistic fee-based financial planning. Um, and I think one of the best people that, that on this on this topic that has the best definition I've seen out there is uh, Carl Richards. If, if our listeners, if you're not on his podcasts and part of his teachings and things, you, you, you need to go look up Carl Richards. Um, but he has a great day. He says real financial planning is the consistent alignment of the use of capital both time, energy, money, talent, you could throw all those things in there, but it's, it's the real financial planning is the consistent alignment of the use of capital to what you really care about, to what you really care about. And, and I believe that when most, pe- most people in our industry, they say they do fee-based financial planning, they're not focused on that definition. They're thinking about like a noun. I, I, do, I have a plan. I give mm-hmm. you a plan instead of a verb, an activity that you're engaging in, which I think is what real financial planning is. I, I think... The only value in, in, in a plan is it can be an indicator that the activity of planning is taking place. And, and the activity right. of planning is, is that process, that, that constant alignment of the use of capital to what people, what matters most. And so I think a, a good process, I think there are, there are cadences, there are guardrails, behaviors that we can emphasize that build into your client experience that, that position you most favorably to continue to align your clients and, and our clients with the use of capital, with what they really care about. And go ahead. I, I, I want to ask you this. I think the challenge of this with advisors who, uh, obviously there's challenge of, of actually doing this. I, I mean, there, you have to, it's a new skill for a lot of people to learn. There's different, uh, you know, it's, it's more than what a lot of advisors are doing or advisors do it, but there's, there's systems you have to put in place. There's sort of new habits uh, that have to be created. Uh, it's not just a one-time exchange. It's more of a true relationship. And so, you know, when I go through a drive-through somewhere, I don't expect to have a relationship with that person. I, I just want my food and hand it through my window. And there's no expectation of follow-up. They're not going to call me. How was your food? And I'm not going to say, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. And when you're in a relationship with someone, it's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. There, there's more to that. I th- think the challenge uh, that we're talking about is that people will put themselves in the category of, you know, I, I am a financial advisor, but there is this, there is, it's mostly just based on transactions and that's fine. That's fine to a degree. I think the challenge is to step up and say, um, how can I do this in a way 
that is is truly in their best interest, but doesn't overwhelm me. I mean, I'll just be frank, a lot of advisors are like, you know, that sounds great, but it just sounds like way more work than I want to do. That's right. So I know we're going to get this in future episodes, but you know, at some point you've got to answer the question, Wes, why is this better? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it sounds like more work. It sounds more complicated. I kind of like the whole drive-through idea. Yeah. You know. So anyway, we'll 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 get to that in the future. But so what are the areas that you've got to focus on in order to um, increase their profitability and their quality of life within this holistic planning? What what are the areas that you you need to touch on? Yeah, I think I think there's four really important factors um, that create a healthy cadence for this, and and I think number and we again we've got granular deep teaching on all this stuff, uh, Andy, that we've spoken about on the podcast before, but you can even on on the westyounglive.com uh, site you can go as deep as you want into these things, like eleven sessions hours of time. Today, though, here's let me give you the high level. It's it's you need clarity regarding the story they're in about money or the story they're in about capital. Cause, and we talked a lot about this one last time, everybody is in a story. They are uh, somewhere and, and, and they've got a future that they want to move towards. And a big part of our job is to help them wrap that in language to help them see it because at best talking about all the time, oftentimes it's an inherited future. It's one that they never decided on. They just kind of stumbled into. And so there, there's that, and there's a, a process around that. Uh, the second one, when I know we're going to spend more time on this one today, is the systematic proactive strategy sessions that allow space to think through relevant opportunities. You can just say, hey, we do strategy sessions, but but I think systematic and proactive are the key words to, to how these work. That one I want to unpack deeply today. The last two, which we'll, we'll cover um, in, in uh, additional sessions, is systematic proactive strategy management. Because once it's been like decided upon, it actually has to get done and there needs to be a cadence to that and a rhythm. Right. And then the last thing is a powerful network of help because you there are hundreds of thousands of, of possible ideas out there that could be useful to align someone's capital with things that matter most of their life. And you can never be the one-stop shop to do everything. So you need to have a very powerful network of help that's both making you aware of good ideas that may apply that you may want to make a connection on but also to implement those ideas. So um, I think I think that's really, really important. Justin, I want to ask you uh, from an advisor perspective. And again, I, I, um, I'm not sure of the experience you've had um, specifically to this. So you might have to, um, yeah. So but here's my question for you is, as an advisor approaching a relationship with a client um, from a holistic fee-based planning perspective, you know, going in saying, this is the kind of relationship that I hope to have if this is the right kind of client versus approaching uh, where most advisors have been able to survive, some thrive, but, you know, they've been trained to go get the policy, get the AUM. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. It's been lovely meeting you. We will send you a Christmas card, you know, next, right? Um, from an advisor perspective, how does it feel? What is it like when you have a prospect with those two different approaches? What, what's different for, from an advisor perspective? There's a couple of things that come to mind. I think one is the intimacy piece, right? Like if you really want to position yourself to be a proper advisor, I know Wes talked about this and several other podcasts before, but there's a level of influence that comes 
with approaching somebody from a, a true advisory holistic planning perspective versus just somebody that I've that the client has placed into a box, like as a from a prospect side, right? If the mm-hmm. client only knows you from one aspect, like this person sells life insurance, when I have a change with some life event, then I come to you for these types of questions. That's a much different relationship. It's a much different approach and perspective, both from the client and from, from you as an advisor versus when they come to you about like one day I'd like to send my kids to college. I want you to help me walk through the process of, of throughout my life of helping me make decisions that work towards whatever that goal is. And not just, I want to send my kids to college. I want to do these specific things, but like these are the things that I'm passionate and purpose about, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really want to have a specific region of the world yeah. or these things. Cause I can't guarantee somebody time, right? Like if we have a great plan that you can start doing once you retire, right? Like we can do your AUM, da, 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 right? Like, but it's, Coming alongside, how can I help you achieve the things you're passionate purpose about right now? What can we do? And then how do we continue to build towards that future and, and refine it as things change and evolve? And it's just, it's a much different feeling from an advisory standpoint. It's a much different uh, inf- level of influence you have to possess. And then also like that's really as an advisor where you make your money and right? that's where you're creating value is I'm, I'm thinking outside of just a typical box of like what products are going to be specific to your needs. So what are all the what is literally everything that can help us or hurt us along this process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Uh, Wes, where do you want to take this now? So let's just talk about, I want to go back to this, the second point, which was systematic proactive strategy sessions. And I want to spend the rest of our, our time there today. Um, so we don't, we don't call anything uh, like an annual review or a meeting. We just call them strategy sessions because that's genuinely the, the approach we take is, we're going to get in there and we are going to strategize. I mean, it's iterative, it's 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 thoughtful, and it's it's a it's not like I'm coming in with all the right answers. I'm coming in with some assumptions that I think may be relevant. But once I understand more about the person's story, and once we begin to try some of those things on, we can determine if they fit best. Um, when we come into systematic proactive strategy sessions. And I'll give you an example of our annual cadence for most of our clients in a second. There's a couple of things we do to prepare for those, no matter what it is, is one, we prepare for them. And, and I think that is something that in advisory world, you would think is, is common practice. But um, I would again say prepare. What does that actually mean? Well, does it mean you woke up that morning, put your clothes on and you walked into the meeting? Or does it mean you actually took time to have the meeting before you have the meeting? We do that. We have the meeting. for, And what, what I mean by that is like in this stage, you're you already know a lot about the story the client's in about money and or about capital. Where are they? Where are they wanting to go? What, what resonates with them most? And then in light of that, in preparation, every Monday, what we're doing is going through a list of ideas. Uh, we've, got, we've got just this checklist, narrative checklist, we call it, hundreds of ideas, hundreds of combinations, thousands of combinations of them, where we're saying, hey, in light of this stuff, we probably know applies because a lot of people, the, you know, there's a handful of things that are universal to most folks that we know are going to apply. And then there's some stuff based on their unique set of circumstances and their unique future that they're trying to create that are absolutely going to apply, but don't apply in all cases. So th- that narratives checklist for somebody that's not using one to prepare their mind to have a great conversation with that client, you're ne- you're going to miss stuff. And I don't care how long you've been in the business and how good you are on your feet. That's great. You need to be good on your feet. But but systematic, proactive Strategy sessions involve the advisor being proactive. And, and, and with our team, we all brainstorm together. And 
have a really good session before we ever meet with the client. When you're actually meeting with the client, then it can go a lot of different places, but but it is one of those where you're you're helping the client renewing their mind to where the story they're in about money. And then in light of that saying, now let's talk about some of the things that may be relevant, how we can align or realign your capital, your time, energy, money, assets, talent in a way that's going to most meaningfully help you move towards this. And then sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we get in there and they go, you know, I don't, I don't actually don't think I want that. And we're like, no problem. Let's realign. If I, I'm not coming in with the right answers. I'm coming in with things I think are going to be most relevant. Mm-hmm. But the systematization of that is really important. Yeah, I, I think of this. I was recently uh, on a flight to where my kids were all born and um, where I got married and spent a lot of my life in South Dakota. And we were on a flight from Tennessee to Sioux Falls. And first of all, I know. I know without a doubt um, that 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 pilot before I before he you know I don't know engaged the engine or whatever uh, before he started moving let's put it that put it that way he did a visual inspection of the plane and then he went through a checklist. Now I don't know if that man or woman had been flying for five years, five weeks, or you know whatever, but they always do the checklist, right? right? They always. It's like, oh, he's really good. She's really good. So she doesn't do the checklist anymore. Nope. She's really good because she does the checklist every time, right? But but then as I think about this, they said, hey, you know, before we took off, they said, hey, just so you know, uh, there's there's some weather and we can't go around it, you know? Uh, so we're going to go through it. And so be prepared for that. And it was the worst turbulence I've ever had in my life. But they, um, you know, they're going to fly that same route the next day and there's going to be no turbulence. Point being that you do the things to prepare, but then you also adjust along the way and you do your best to help people, you know, adjust because listen, you, you could, you could, you're going to have different conversations in 2023 than you had in 2021. It's a different environment. In yes. 2021, 2022, hey, look at all this equity you have in your house. Maybe you refinance that and pull some equity out. Interest rates are so low right now. You know, not a lot of those conversations happen. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and, and again, it's just you, you, you prepare yourself, but then you are always ready to make adjustments. And I think the challenge is for advisors, that just sounds like more work. Yeah. And I would say, frankly, it is. Uh, but the alternative is sort of you just drive a bus. If yeah. You kind of carry the analogy like, oh, what is your variables? None. We just drive and we turn left or right. And that's fine, but you never get to fly. You know what I mean? Like you never really get the true, true potential. Uh, and I think it is a challenge. Advisors have to decide, do I want the simplest or do I really want the deepest, most profound, and I think more enjoyable option? Um, so take it back to where we were going with these strategy sessions. Yeah. Yeah. So with the strategy sessions, again, have the meeting before you have the meeting, um, make this an iterative conversation where you've, you're prepared, right? You've got your bullets and, and things that you know are probably going to apply. You always do right. it in the context of the story they're in about money. But then, but then here's the kind of things that you'll probably see occur every year. Um, and, and let's just, let's use like year two, because year one, you're a lot of times cleaning up a bunch of messes and there's a bunch of stuff out there. We can back into year one, but every year our clients are, are going to have at least, at least these two and probably more. One is going to be the annual strategy session. Okay. And the annual strategy session is that once a year, I don't care how much we've been talking and how, how what's, we need to stop. And we need to just renew our minds to, hey, here's where 
you are relative to the future that you said you wanted to create. Mm-hmm. Here's where you've come from. Now let's talk about are your assets still best aligned to the things that matter most to you? And are those things that we used to think matter most, do they still matter most? Or, yeah. or have they have they evolved? Because hopefully, you know, I don't know any, I, I, I bet most people, if they were to look back at the 10-year younger version of themselves, a lot of the things that you had on your list that you wanted, I, I bet a lot of those things are different now that, that are more meaningful to you. So same thing happens with your client is they evolve the things they wanted when they were 30, maybe slightly right. different than when they're 40 or 50 and life changes have occurred. Yeah. And the environment around us. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sure that there were people five years ago who said, you know what? I, I know this for a fact. There were people five years ago and eight years ago and 10 years ago when this is not going to last. Things are good. Things are really good. This environment, this environment, this will not last. There were people saying that until, until they were right. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but again, it's, it's having the conversation because your goals, your situation may change. Your income may go up or down, you know, uh, but also the environment around us has changed. That's right. Law, laws change. You know, things that you think that'll always be the case suddenly aren't the case. Yeah. Anymore, you know, uh, and, and that's that's why the proactive, um, more intimate conversation uh, about the nuances of that. I mean, life just changes. I mean, I, I think about this on a more specific level that there are times that I, I, I've heard of conversations that advisors have had that someone has this really big dream for their kid when it comes to college. And then they go, you know what? My kid just doesn't want to go to college anymore. Like my kid wants to go to a trade school or my kid just wants to go do X, Y, or Z. And it it doesn't include college. Well, that changes things if you've been saving for them for 10 years for college. Right. right. And that's a very small specific thing, but like, that's why you keep having the conversation because it's like, Oh, how's Billy's college fund. Oh man. Like eight years ago, we knew Billy was like, not going to go to college. He was going to go straight into entrepreneurship or, you wanted to go be a trader, right? Right. Uh, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I hope we can move that money around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I mean, it's just so critically important to, to, to continue to have that no matter what's going on every year, that kind of let's stop and do this. Do this. Here's where you are relative to where you want to go. Do we still want to go there? Here's what we've done. Here's the progress we've made. Now let's talk about a few of the things we're looking at in light of the circumstances for this year. And then you've got... Uh, Usually two other times in in the year, if things are like normal and there's nothing abnormal that pops up that we need to talk about in between times, uh, outside of the fact that we'll talk about this next week, but the ongoing strategy management, because that implementation is generally going on all throughout the year for various things. So that that's a different topic. But actually, a strategy session would be around whenever they get their tax draft. We want to have a strategy session around that. Now, a lot of that's just back office and we call them and say, hey, a couple of things we want to make sure your CPA knows about and that they're aware of. And, and can we do these things? Because other people in your similar positions are, are absolutely utilizing. So let's let's make sure those get in there. So tax tax time's a big time. And you have people that meet, do their taxes sometimes before the, you know, the mid-April. And then you've got a lot of people that extend. So, but that depends on when that meeting is. And then year-end tax planning. We find to always be a so tax draft reviews and then year in tax planning. Th- those are the, those are the three strategy sessions that I can just tell you are pretty common with all of our clients every year because they're big areas and uh, you'll have impromptu meetings that you need to have because something happened or 
Mm-hmm. Um, mark, market's moving up to where you want to take advantage of an opportunity that wasn't there before, and yeah. uh, uh, or, or 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 take advantage. But there's of, some there's some built there's some built-in times of of right. reevaluation, right? right? I mean, sure. like 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 the new year, a lot of people kind of go, hey. You know, I, and actually, this is interesting. Uh, most people's job changes happen around the new year because what happens is they go back to work and they're like, oh, I don't like this. Like I was away from it two weeks and I forgot how much I, I don't like this. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and, and sadly, a lot of divorces happen around the new year because yeah. they want to kind of get through Christmas with the kids and then, you know, yeah. make some decisions. And again, there's these built-in times to to make changes. I think that the nuance is, you know, no one is like, sweet, I get to go have a meeting, right? It's a strategy session. It's, it's active. Um, you know, I don't want to go to a lecture usually, you know, but do I want to go to have a conversation? Yeah, I want to go have a conversation, right? Uh, do I want to go to a sales pitch? Heck no. I definitely don't want to go to a sales pitch, right? And I think if a lot of advisors were honest, that's how many of their clients feel. And you'll know if they feel that way because they won't return your call where they don't want to have a meeting, right? Because most people just don't. You know, the only reason you're going to get, the only way you're going to give me a sales pitch is if it comes with like a couple free days at Disney or something. You know, I get the timeshare. Yeah. You know, I'll listen to your pitch, but. A hot plate. Get a hot plate. <laughs> well, hey, I do want to remind folks, Wes, that this is an appropriate time, uh, that if people leave a review for the show uh, and just take a screenshot of that. Um, now in Spotify, you can just give it stars. That's great, but that takes you like eight seconds. So no extra points for that, but we appreciate it. Uh, if you leave a review within iTunes, take a screenshot of that uh, and send it to info at westyounglive.com, uh, then you're going to uh, give uh, access to part one of your fee-based financial planning module, which is about a $200 value. Uh, so again, just t- you know, submit that review on iTunes. It, it can take a couple of days to show up. Uh, so make sure that it does show up uh, and then send a screenshot to info at westyounglive.com. Uh, and uh, for the first five folks to do that, um, we'll uh, we'll send you out uh, access to that. We'll give you a little coupon code to get that planning module. Uh, Wes, anything else you want to share as we close up here? Look forward to next uh, week, Andy, as we continue the discussion in the last two primary parts of uh, fee-based financial planning. What what is it? And how do we how do we do it in a good way? Awesome, Justin. Thanks for your time, Wes. Thanks for your time. Thank you.